0: Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Danica, and today we're going to be discussing a new show, Love and Translation. So, because this is the first episode, and because I haven't read all of my articles yet, we have no hot costs in this episode. So, we're just going to jump all the way in to this show. So, Love and Translation Season 1, Episode 1, You Had Me at Bonjour. So, we have Sangeeta. I don't know where I've seen her, but I know she's familiar to me. She is our host. We see the women showing up at the house. I'm not going to go through every single person that they highlight or that we see. I'm just going to talk about some of the people So we have a lawyer from Brazil, smart girl, um, and, uh, all the women for like whatever reason, I'm not sure why we hear this a lot in the 90 day universe too, that they think that American men are better than the men in their own country. And to some, like, for example, there's some people, like some of the, um, men culturally from where they are from. That aren't amazing. They're not great, you know. Some might be misogynistic, even. But American men, or just like, let's just say westernized men or North American men, they're no better than anywhere else you go. You know what I mean? I just don't know why women think this. I think because they watch movies and they see, like, you know, 16 candles, or what's that guy's name it was like. He falls in love with the quote unquote nerd and you know it's just like it's not real life. So uh so then we meet the Japanese girl. Again, I don't have names yet for most of these people. Some of them I do, and I do pick them up later on through. But this is the first episode. Once we kind of narrow down and we kind of get used to these women, I will get the names down. But we have the Japanese girl. Um, that's so cute. She's like she looks like a cute little button. She's so adorable. Um, but she's talking to Gazelle who or I should say, sorry, saying her name wrong. Giselle, who is from Brazil, and when she's trying to like introduce herself to the Japanese girl, she's thinking she's saying Gazelle, like the animal. Um, so it's cute. She's adorable, anyways. Um, but talking about Giselle, she kind of wants a guy that uh, looks like Brad Pitt. Now, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I've seen Brad Pitt from, you know, let's say the 90s um, when he was in. Oh, that movie that he was in. One of the very first movies I saw Brad Pitt in. Joe, Joe, something Joe. Um, it was a weird movie. But anyways, I never understood the appeal of him. Like, I could understand the appeal of, like, Leonardo DiCaprio even. Like, for me, like, young Leo was not my type. Like, maybe more the old, like, him coming into himself a little bit with the beard. I like men with beards. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, I can get that a little bit. But, like, Brad Pitt? When he was younger, he looked like a baby to me. And I just never understood the appeal of him. To this day, I still don't understand the appeal of Brad Pitt. I really don't. Like I'm not saying like he's a bad looking guy, he's not. But I'm just like, I don't I don't get it. (laughs) Like I I get it if you say like Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds, who are not American. At least this time we actually have a woman who named an American actor instead of a Canadian one. So it's, we're making progress. Um, so anyways, moving on. So now we're going to be meeting the men. We are first in Miami. And we're meeting Dylan, who y'all, he's 21 years old. He is a baby. And he's talking about how he wants a committed relationship. No, you don't. You don't know what you want at 21 years old. God, I mean, I sure as hell didn't know what I wanted at 21 years old. I was having fun living it up because I knew and high, like, generally speaking, I wanted to be married. I wanted to be a mom at some point, but not at 21. I was just trying to finish up college <laughs> and get a job once college was done. Like, no way. Anyway, um, he says he wants a woman like his mom. So we learn here that his mom is from Belize. She's a small town in Belize. And I said, Ladyville? Is she from Ladyville, Belize? Uh, if you are a 90-day fan, you know what I'm talking about. So he says when he goes to Belize to... I guess visit, he'll see like a ran- random men kind of come up to him be like, Oh, you, you American? Oh, is your mom Christine? I'm your uncle. <laughs> He's like, No clue who they are. He said, That's how small um, the town is. So we've met him. So now we're going over to LA and we're meeting Trip. He's 30 and he is a personal trainer, but he was in the Marines. Um, he said he loved being in the Marines, but it is not conducive to having a relationship or even a long-term relationship. Um, he is a hopeless romantic and you're like, great, here we go. He said that his perfect girl and his friends are kind of helping with this too, because he's playing volleyball with his friends and they're like, okay, you want a girl that's smart. You want a girl that's very pretty. Um, you probably want someone who's Latina. And he kind of says, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like those short, you know, feisty Latinas, you know, he he wants that. That's what he wants. And I'm like, okay, I can see you handling, you can handle yourself. You can handle a, a Latina girl because, you know, <laughs> good for him. So yeah, that's kind of what he was saying. So he kind of says like, maybe his, where that comes from, this, this idea of having a woman who is so different, who is Latina, for example, is because he grew up in a place where everyone was and his friend finishes the sentence as white. So basically he's trying to say like everyone was the same, everyone looked the same. So he wants someone who's a little maybe more exotic, a little more, you know, unique looking, a little different than what he is used to um, where where what he grew up seeing. So at this point I'm like, I kind of like Trip so far. Trip, I like Trip. Okay. And not that I don't like Dylan. I just think he's too young. And I don't think he's in this for the right reason. But anyways, now we, in our, we are, sorry, God, what happened with my English there? We are in Waco, Texas. And anytime I hear Waco, Texas, I think Branch Davidians. But let's move on. We are in Waco. And we're with someone named Khalil. And he is a football coach. He said he wanted to go pro, but unfortunately, he did have a, an injury that, um, obviously stopped his uh, professional career into doing football. He also, I actually didn't unfortunately didn't catch his age. I think he's in his twenties, but I think he, I think Dylan's the youngest here. So anyway, so he says he also put football first, which is probably why he hasn't dated much. Um, so he's maybe a little more shy when it comes to women because he's just not he's not really he's he hasn't really done it. So we also learn here that he is half Jamaican. Um and um his well his dad's Jamaican. And then his mom is Trinidadian and Chinese, so he is a mutt. We call that a mutt. Um, so he has everything under the sun, and and oh, oh, and also white as well. So just just a huge ass mutt, um, which is kind of like my family as well. So I totally get it. Um, so yeah, he says has a bunch of money. He says again, like he hasn't really dated before, so this is kind of his first time. When he's dating. Women from a different country and it's a bunch of them and what they don't know yet is that they don't speak English, but let's get to it. So we see Sangita and she's gonna be talking to the women and she's talking to them at first, and the women are like, What? What are you saying? Like, I don't understand you. But there is a solution for this. So the women are given translation devices. It's a Bluetooth thing that is hooked, I guess, to I guess, attached, like it's attached the program is on their phone. Program, this app is on their phone. God, I'm not that old, but it's on their phone. And basically, how this is going to work is that the women will understand Sikita because she will have the mic on for her, so it'll help translate what she's saying to the women. And then the women can also talk to each other, but the men will not be able to speak to them. Or understand them because they speak English and they don't speak any other language. And obviously the women do not speak English. They only speak their language. What is also not mentioned here, and it's not clear, but I think it is very kind of in passing, is kind of mentioned that the women also don't understand what the men are saying. So that's kind of missed. It's not properly documented here. That is also the case. So the men can understand them. They they cannot understand the men. The only people who they can understand is themselves and Sangeeta. So Sangeeta says that she's going to go get the men and we'll be filling them in on what's happening. So that is where we're at there. So then we see um, the men showing up Yam, who I believe is from Mexico, is hoping for a mature man. Uh, So now we kind of see like the men are now, they're all here. They're not going to go out to the back. They're going to meet the women. And as they're kind of coming out to meet them, like we kind of see that the, the women are talking, but of course they're not speaking English. And Trip says at one point he's like, Yeah, yeah, like whatever you just said, what a freaking language was that. And they're kind of starting to kind of realize okay, y'all speak in different languages. You're not speaking English. What is happening? And um then kind of um actually I don't think Zakita comes out yet. So Dylan. Was talking to this girl who is from Germany. Can't remember her name, but she is from Germany. And I guess that German Germany for Germans it's actually they say Deutschland. So even though Germany is Germany for us English speaking people, for Germans they actually it's actually Deutschland. So sh- she's saying I am from Deutschland, and. He's like, Oh, you're from Dutchland? And she's like, She keeps saying Dutchland, Dutchland. She keeps saying that. And he's like, Okay, so like there's one girl who's from Dutchland. Like she, he's trying to say like she's gorgeous and whatever. And the producer's like, Well, do you, do you know where Dutchland, Dutchland is? And he's like, I don't know. Is it like somewhere near Amsterdam? No. (laughs) I mean, at least he's smart enough to kind of realize, okay, well, she said Dutchland. So maybe she's Dutch and Dutch or in (laughs) Netherlands. Well, well, not the only place, but they're there. And maybe that's where she's from. Maybe she's from the Netherlands. And I'm like, not what she said. She's from Germany. But anyway, you tried. It's fine. It was funny. It was very cute. But um, Dylan makes a very good point here where he's like, how are we supposed to communicate with these women if we can't understand them and they cannot understand us? Good question. So, one person says, I'm not sure who this person was, but someone says, in my country, if you don't toast looking into the eyes um, of the person you're toasting with, you'd have to drink twice. That's fine. That's that's okay. Because I don't know about you, but I've heard the superstition if you don't look at the person, if you don't make eye contact when you're toasting somebody, bad shit's going to happen. Not that you have to drink twice, but bad shit's going to happen. That's what I've heard. So anyways, um, (laughs) Tripp is thinking because he is a hopeless romantic, this is great. This is a great opportunity for him to find love. Like this is perfect. And I'm thinking, sir, sir, (laughs) this is not, you are, that's not, that's not being a hopeless romantic. That's being, um, it's being very optimistic um and it gets great it's perfect don't be pessimistic but damn look at the reality of how are y'all supposed to communicate anyways um but he does say that he is helpless yeah he's helpless um (laughs) because he can't talk to them duh like of course you are helpless because you cannot talk to them like what are you supposed to do? Anyways, he said that he is trained professionally in solving the issues due to him being in the Marine, so he's got this right. So he, so he starts. Um, he he starts. I think swinging blueberries. I think that's what I wrote. I don't know what's happening, but anyway, Khalil is like kind of scared here because. He doesn't know what to say. He's already awkward because he's not used to dating, but he ends up just dancing with the German girl. Um, So he's, he's getting into it. The Moroccan girl who we will talk more about later, the Moroccan girl is kind of feeling Khalil. She kind of says like that's kind of her type. So she's, you know, she's feeling him. The Italian girl, which I will say now her name is Sarah. Um, She has been a model since she was basically a baby. And she's like, I don't want to sound like, you know, conceited, but I think like the prettiest women come from Italy. And, uh, sure. (laughs) Um, so Tripp is talking to Sarah and he's kind of like, yeah, I've been to Italy before, but I've been to Rome. I've been to Roma. Um, which is not where she's from. I, I don't know exactly where she's from in Italy. I don't think she's mentioned or she, if she did, I missed it. But, um, She's not from she's not from Rome, but he is nervous about Sarah because, well, I think one of the things that she said was like Roma carbonara, which obviously, if you know, carbonara's pasta, and he's like, "Oh, that makes me nervous because carbs carbs are bad." He's like, "That's the problem with Italians because all they do is eat carbs with the pasta and the pizza and all that," and I'm thinking. Who hurt you in a past life that you have to be so mean to the Italian food? Like Italian food is one of my one of my favorites. I think I was Italian in a past life, but I love Italian food. And I'm like who hurt you? who hurt you, sir? Like when I watch like Jersey Shore and I see them do like their Sunday dinners and I'm like, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be there to eat the cutlets and the pasta and I want to eat it all. And I just, I love it. I'm like, give me more. And, um, but yeah, you, you can never do that. You For those people who watch Jersey Shore, I'm talking like the old school Jersey Shore when like Paula, Vinny's mom would come and she would cook food for them and they would like, Do courses, they start with like the pastas and they take a break and they're like, oh, so full. And then they go back and they eat the cutlets and the meatballs and all that. And it's like, oh, give me everything. But this guy's worried about carbs because carbs is bad for his figure. And it's like, sir, then why the fuck did you go to Rome, Italy, where that's what you're going to get? You're going to get pizzas, you're going to get pasta. Like, what did you eat? What did you eat, sir? A <laughs> Part of traveling is to experience the food, especially Italy. Why'd you go? I'm confused. Anyways, moving on. Um. So then, Tripp talks to the Japanese girl, and he doesn't eat this to her again. He has to talk about the food. I don't eat this kind of food usually. I'm like, shut up, Trip. It's fine. Like, you look incredible. Like, just stop. His ass. So tight. <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed that. But I'm like, goddamn. Anyways. Um, but he says it's a special day and he is intrigued by her. And he likes something that is just different than what he grew up with, as we mentioned before. And that's kind of her. She is definitely very different. Um so she tells us that with Japanese men, they kind of have this superior attitude, this misogynistic, let's be real here, type attitude. Um so she kind of says here, and I and I loved this because she kind of is like, This is so it's stupid, but this is how it is. She kind of says, like, um a for like a a girl who is aware of herself, who is intelligent, who's smart, is not popular. She says it's better to dumb yourself down to look more attractive. But she's like, I don't understand why a man would want a dumb girl. But I'll, I'll tell you why. They want a dumb girl because they want to look like the superior person. They want to look like the smartest person in the room. Um, so that's why. I think like, obviously it's probably more, more of a reality in Japan, but like you get that anywhere. You can get that with American men too. You can get that with any, any culture of a man that is like, I'm the narcissist in the room and I want to be the smartest person in the room. And yeah, so, um, (laughs) anyway, so she says like with American men, it's not like that. They like intelligent women, that are attractive to them. So she, that's why she kind of wants to be with a man who is not Japanese. So then she starts throwing food at Trip to catch in his mouth and they're having fun. They're, you know, they're giggly. It's great. So everyone seems to be kind of like connecting in some way, even though they can't speak the language. They can't speak each other's languages, but they're going to be doing good, but anyway, Sankita is here now to explain everything. So Sankita says, explains everything. She tells them like, they can't understand you. You cannot understand them. They can't understand each other and me. That's it. everyone, including the men will live in the house together, which is interesting. That's new. I haven't seen that before. Um, even, um, if a woman is connecting with the men, or say, sorry, if a woman is not connecting with any of the men, they actually have the choice to leave on their own. So what I wanted to know is, do the men have a say as well? Like if they're not connecting with somebody, but the women are kind of hanging on to everything, but they can, can the men say, like unilaterally, not unilaterally, but collectively agree to get rid of somebody? I don't know. Cause I think like what's different with this versus like F Boy Island is you have the three people, but each of those three people have a say as to who they're going to let go because they kind of have like, they kind of split the men or future women into groups of those three and those were kind of their people. Whereas this is kind of like, it's it's kind of a free for all for everybody. And I think they may have to make decisions collectively to an extent. I guess we'll see how that progresses. But I was curious to know, like, do the men have a say as well? If they want to get rid of somebody, can they? Like, I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But, um, So we're going to be doing something in a way to form a connection. So they say that you establish a connection within the first, I think they said like 20 seconds or something, while looking into the eyes of the person that you are interested in. So that's what they're going to be doing. They're going to be, all the women are going to be looking to all three of these men's eyes for two whole minutes. Are you kidding me? That's uncomfortable. I don't know if I could do it. Like even my boyfriend, I don't look into his eyes for two, two minutes like that's awkward um <laughs> like I don't know if I could do it it's more me because like in my in my how I am it's really difficult sometimes for me to look into the eyes of people like I'm i I am aware of it though so I try to do better um yeah like I, I I know that I do it I know that it's one of my weird perk well, not perks but not a perk but weird um things so I'm aware of that for myself and I try to, I'm trying to do better, but to look into the eyes of a man who I don't know, who I've just met a few couple hours ago and I have to look into their eyes for two minutes. Oh my God. Anyways, after this though, the men will pick one girl to go on a date with for the next day. So yeah. So during the two minutes, no talking aloud, Let's move on. So we're starting with this. So I'm just going to say, generally speaking with this whole thing, I'm going to talk about some of them, but generally speaking with, with this little thing that they're doing, it was so awkward just watching these people. I tell you, like and they definitely had points of if you didn't watch the show, they definitely had points of this where there was no dialogue. We're literally watching people for like a minute just stare at each other. Mm-hmm. No dialogue. We have like them laughing and or not laughing, but like chuckling or smiling or whatever and it's and being awkward. It was so awkward. And um but at the same time it's like we're trying to I guess establish of like there isn't gonna, there's not gonna be a whole lot of dialogue among them, so like, why not? I guess it was just, it was the weirdest thing, but anyways, like I said, we are gonna talk about some of them. So, Sarah and Trip, they do it first, I think. Like verb, I think both of them first together. Um, he is laughing, well, to himself. He's I think he's being very awkward, but he's. I don't know. I don't think he was laughing. He was losing. Sorry. He was losing himself in her eyes. He said, she makes this comment. Um, after he called, like he says that she's kind of like a little bunny. Uh, and bunnies are cute. She kind of says that like, I think he likes me. And And I noticed she said that she's like, I think he, he likes me. And not so much that, oh, I think we're forming a connection For those who didn't watch the episode, hold on to that. So, Khalil can tell that this one girl that he's doing it with, which I think, who did he do it with? Was it the German girl? I think it was the German girl. If it it wasn't the German girl, it was one of the Brazilian girls. He did it with, and he's like, I feel like the way she looks at somebody, like, you can tell that she will kill you if you hurt her. She was intense. Whoever it was, and I know the German girl. She was very intense in how she was looking at the men. So whoever it was, it was so intense, so intense with the way she was looking at them. It's crazy, but yeah. So then I think Sarah ends up doing hers with Dylan, and you can tell she kind of has a little thing I think forming for Dylan at this point. She said "I think I made an impact with him, so I think that there's something, something's forming there." Then trip and Giselle do theirs next, and this was interesting. I think she was crying, but shes she says she was getting emotional because while looking into the eye into tripp's eyes she was thinking about so she i don't, I didn't talk much about her before she had been married before it didn't work out she had been in I think two relationships after her marriage ended and those also ended in heartbreak. So she's been through it when it comes to relationships. So she's really, she's thinking about that. And the fact that like, she is scared that if she were to form something with either one of these guys, that it could end in heartbreak. And I don't think she can handle another one. It's kind of what she's kind of saying. So She's getting emotional. Um, she's like, I wanna be able to communicate this to Trip, but I can't. I they can't communicate that. And um He can feel though that something is trying to be communicated between them. He kind of says, I can tell that this girl has been through a lot. She has been hurt. She's like, I feel like we've kind of been through the same thing yet different. And I said, That's 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 not the, that's not the way you say it, but okay. But I don't understand what he's trying to say here, but it's just like it wasn't the right way to say it, but anyways, moving on. But he can tell like she is trying to say something to him, and I think he was catching on to it because later he does make a comment that that girl's been hurt. So I think he has kind of caught on and that's incredible that this by looking at somebody not communicating that he can tell this girl's been hurt before. And that's exactly it. And said, I quote, has been hurt badly. And that is very much the case I think for her. So that's crazy. He, he seems to be really in tune with what's going on here. Um, Kind of, (laughs) but moving on. So then we're with, uh, I believe her name is Lady Lydia. I think it's Lydia. I think I got her name right. I don't know if it was Lydia or Lady Lady, but whatever it was, she's from Colombia, and she does her staring contest with Trip, and um, and she's like, I actually thought that I would be connecting with Khalil. I didn't expect that I might form some sort of connection with Trip, and she kind of did. So she's like, it's amazing kind of what changes in two minutes. And that's very true. So then the Japanese girl first does it with Dylan and it's so awkward. When you first watch her do it with Dylan, you're just like, oh my God, this poor girl can't even look at him. Like, What's going on? Does she not like him? What's happening here? And Dylan seems to be somewhat patient here, but he obviously can tell like, she will not look at him. She's kind of looking at him and looking away. And she tries to look at him again. And she's like shaking her head. No, like, it's like, what is kind of going on here? But then when she goes to kill Lil now, It's even more uncomfortable for her where she is like looking at him, but then looks away, looks down, shaking her head. No, it's, she's so like, she's like, I can't do this. Like I, she keeps kind of, I think saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like she can't handle doing this. I don't know exactly what it's actually she was saying, but it was something similar to that. But what is so amazing with this is that Khalil says, I, get it. He's like, I watch anime. And I guess with watching anime, he has learned that it is disrespectful and rude to look into the eyes of a person who is more higher up than you. And I'm assuming based on what she's told us before that men automatically doesn't matter. Your status is higher up than a woman. So it is not, the right thing to do to look at the into the eyes of somebody, so that is where it's coming from for her. It's a cultural thing. So even though she's not looking into the eyes of like someone who's Japanese, gonna be like, "Don't look at me" or whatever. She's looking into the eyes of, of American men. She still like has that like pre-programmed in her mind that she cannot look into the eyes of a person. And it was very interesting to see. I felt for her, and I thought, "Oh my, I didn't even know like that." I feel like I did hear that that was a thing, but I didn't know that that was a thing. And I'm like, wow, like this poor girl, she's, it felt like she was in pain looking at these men that she was like, it was hurting her to look at them. It's so sad. I like her. <laughs> I really like her. Um, But yeah, he's, he's definitely drawn to her Khalil after that. Um, despite the fact that, you know, she keeps, she wasn't looking at him, but he's like, I'm, this is awkward for me too. I'm really scared. And like, he's kind of like connecting with her based on that. So it's kind of, kind of great. So we're done now. We're done this little thing here and decisions now need to be made. So the men go to their room to talk about how this all went. Meanwhile, This is what drew me in. This is where I'm like, I think I'm covering this show. The Moroccan girl who speaks French, by the way, I didn't, I think it's like, it's like the Moroccan dialect of French, but she's definitely speaking French because as a person who had to learn French from the age of six till I was 14, it's in there. And um, I could cast, it was definitely French. I didn't know Morocco, Morocco spoke French. I didn't know that. Actually, wait, wasn't there a girl in Perfect Match who was Moroccan, but she spoke French? I think so. Yeah. Okay. That, there you go. There you go. Um, but I think she actually lived in France. I'm not sure she lived in Morocco. But anyway, she lives in Morocco. And um, so, yeah. So she starts, and I'm going to use the word bitching, about the men having the best room in the house. She just keeps bitching about this. So that's kind of sets the groundwork here as to what's about to happen. Meanwhile, with the men, Trip says he is feeling Zara. He's all about it. And he's also feeling Giselle. Um, And this is kind of where he says like, this girl's been hurt before. Talk about Giselle. All of a sudden, the Moroccan girl just barges in through the room and just starts bitching to them. Although they don't understand what she's saying, but she's bitching to them about the fact that you you guys have a nice room. How about you get the room with the view and all this? Like, this is my room. Why are you here? You're not supposed to be here. I'm jealous of the room because she's just going off. And then to make it even worse, although the men did catch on later what she was trying to say, but at first she's just like this thing of, with her arms, that's this X, and like points to the room, and the men think, "Oh, do you not want any of us to pick you?" <laughs> and she obviously is understanding them, they're not understanding her, but eventually they do catch on and they're like, "Oh no, 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 it's not about us. it's the room. She wants the room and um yeah, I'm gonna put my thoughts out here in a second. I'm gonna wait till the until this whole thing kind of Ends off a little bit, and I'll put my thoughts into this. But Trip loses his goddamn mind and tells her, Listen, ma'am, we're having a conversation here, a serious conversation here. You're interrupting us. Can you please leave? And she doesn't say anything at first. Although, like I said, she doesn't know what they're saying, but she does know that Trip is upset. She has got on to that. You don't need to speak the language to know someone's upset. So he says it again and says, this is disrespectful. You need to leave like now. He's like, either you're leaving or we're leaving. Someone's leaving. Eventually they leave and she's just sitting there. I think eventually she does leave and they go back and I'll talk about it. Apart my my opinion here, but I'm just like, ma'am, what the fuck? Dylan basically says, listen, I love a girl with confidence, but that's a little much. <laughs> and she's a gorgeous girl, but it's like, girl, like, uh, anyways, she later talks to the women and says that Trip told her, there's the door. That is not what he said. And you're not giving the full picture. And here's why. She continues on by saying that I was joking. They didn't give me a chance to tell them that I was joking. And it's like, you were not joking. You were bitching downstairs with the women before you went upstairs and bitched to them about it. You're not reading the fucking room. You don't need to speak the language to read the fucking room. And you're still going. This was never a joke. You're serious. You did not want these men to have the best, quote unquote, the best room in the house. You legitimately just told them that you didn't want them in the house at all. Like, are you kidding me? That was never a joke. And that's the reason she goes into the, to the women and tells them that, oh, I was joking. And this is what Trip told me. No, that's not true. That is not ex- at all what happened. Tripp literally was patient with you up until the point where you weren't fucking leaving and just weren't, okay, this was a joke. You give the bit, then you leave. You end up going. And that's where Tripp got annoyed. But he never told you there's the door. He said, can you please leave because we're having a conversation that does not involve you. You need to leave. That's not, there's nothing wrong with what he said. Nothing wrong with what he said. Was he a little, you know, irritated by her? Yes, because you're acting like a child. So I, 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 I. And the thing is, too, she's like, oh, I'm not used to men like this. Like, Moroccan men wouldn't do this. And I'm like, but I thought you were complaining about Moroccan men versus American men. So if you want to be with somebody who now you're saying are better than American men, to go be with them then. Like, I, I'm confused. It was so confusing. And then you're going to lie about the guy when you're not giving the full picture. To the point where one of them actually calls him a scrotum, which, um, okay. <laughs> I don't... We usually go for dick, but anyways, (laughs) but I was so pissed at this because I'm like, this is not the way to get what you want. And you've basically blacklisted yourself with these men after that. You're dumb. So here's what I'm going to say. There's a reason why the men are given the quote unquote best room in the house. They are, they're, they're the main attraction here. Production or whoever is in charge said these are your rooms. The women get the other so rooms on the other side or wherever the hell they're gonna be. Those are their rooms. That has been established. That is the choice of production. That's not the men's choice. That is how it is. You ma'am can't come in and complain to the men that they have this room. You want to complain to anybody? Complain to production. Complain to the whoever is in charge of the rooms, ra- room arrangements. Talk to them. They're the ones that you need to yell at, not the men. Anyway, I mean, like I said, it is interesting that the men and the women are in the same house together. Cause that's, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, except for like real world or something that's totally different. Um, I've never no, I've never seen like this style of a show have the men or the women or whatever be in the same place. I've never seen that before. So it's, uh, yeah. So th- it is interesting, but this is a low budget show. They're just trying this out, seeing how this one works. You know, they just wasted their money on Milk Manor. You know, this is what they're going to do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same place. I'm pretty sure it's the same place they filled Milk Manor. I'm not sure though. But anyways, um, and I think it's a Matt Sharp joint. I'm not sure, though. I never looked into that. But So back to the conversation now that they were, you know, back to what they were doing before. They were rudely interrupted. Tripp says that his number one choice is Sarah. Dylan likes the German girl, the Dutchman girl. Khalil likes um, this Brazilian girl who was now i did not catch—but she was wearing yellow. She kind of looked like she was black of some sort or mix of some sort. Um, very beautiful. So he is kind of into her, and he's also into the Japanese girl as well. So Trip is going to be the first person to go ask Sarah on a date. Oh boy! So he does find her and he asks her and. She says, no, I was shocked. I was shocked. But Sarah's like, I felt nothing from Tripp when we did the staring contest. Um, she felt something from Dylan and that's, she's like, if Dylan were to ask me out on a date, I would say yes to Dylan. So yeah. And Tripp is shooketh. He didn't expect that either. The women are even shocked that she said no. But at the same time, we're like, yes, girl. Like, Like, they're everyone's a little shocked by this. And I thought, like, okay, I hear what she's saying. And she has her sights on. She's putting her eggs in one basket, which is great. But you're still playing the field here. You should have said yes. You should have said yes. And if nothing came from that, then fine. But, like, play the field. You're not tied down to this one guy right now. I don't know, well, that's my approach, but sure. She um yeah, she says she does not into it and that's fine, but Trip is in his feelings like I'm not gonna show it. I'm not gonna show it. But um I'm hurt. <laughs> he's like, I guess she didn't want to hug from me, I guess. So the bunny didn't want to hug or some shit like that it was gross, but anyways. I was like, Okay, well he's he goes back to the guys he's like, I got rejected. She rejected me, and they're like, "Oh God, they rejected." She rejected you, and they're like, "I didn't take that into consideration that the women would reject us. How dare they reject us?" Well, I don't. I think I hear what they're saying, but at the same time, I guess they could. They're kind of, they're kind of giving a lot of control to the women here, honestly, which is fine. It's how it should be. Um, but I think they're giving a lot of control to the women, and I'm here for it. So, but now it's Dylan's turn, but we're not going to see how that one turns out because we're going to have to wait until next week or Sunday, according to this on a Thursday. So we are going to find out what happens soon, but that is it for love and translation. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I, it was better than I thought it would be. I wasn't sure I was going to do it just because like it is hard to take notes for someone who doesn't speak language and you have a bunch of people who don't speak the language. So we don't speak English. So it's just, it would have been really difficult, but thank God for the translation and the fact that we actually have interpreters who are interpreting what they're saying. So it's perfect. It's great. I'm, I'm here for it. We're going to keep this one going. But that is it for now. If you like what you heard, please share the podcast with everyone in your life. And you can also rate and review the podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, we're on every one of your favorite podcast apps, including YouTube at Reality T times two. So make sure you hit subscribe, follow, like, whatever it is you need to do to make sure you don't miss a single episode. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to either Facebook or Instagram at RealityTeaTimes2. You can go to Twitter, TikTok, or Reddit at RealityTeaTimes2Pod. You can also email us at RealityTeaTimes2 at hobmail.com. You can also go to our website, which is solo.to forward slash Times 2 If you are interested ever so interested by to go and listen to my other podcast with my friend Mikel called the Next Take Podcast. We are um, talking about all kinds of different things over there from Diddy and his nonsense to <laughs> new laws that are being passed in in uh, in Ontario for sure. And there's different things like that, asteroids and things. We talk about everything over there. We are currently finishing up January um, with uh, an episode coming up soon, which actually I think is the Diddy episode. <laughs> so I've been talking about Diddy, but it hasn't come out yet. But I think that's out uh, currently. It should be out now um, um, as I'm recording this. So that's out. And we're just finishing up in January and we're going into Black History Month. So we are, we are doing that. That's where we're heading into. We're going to be talking about all kinds of different things in history and Black History Month. Um, don't want to give anything away right now because the episode isn't ready to be released. Um, the first episode of Black History, but I think everyone will really much enjoy it. I enjoy talking about it. So if you are interested in any of that, you can find us on either YouTube at at Jesus, and YouTube at Next Take Podcast or our website, slo.to forward slash Next Take Podcast, I believe. I think it's Next Take. Anyway, the link will be in the show notes as well. Um, everything will be in the show notes. But again, we're also on any, uh, any of your favorite podcast apps. We're there as well. And again, everything that I've just said will be in our show notes. But that is it for now, guys. Thanks so much. Bye. I'm not the one